The presenting sponsor of Moon Tower Soccer is FVF Law. To find out what makes FVF a different kind of injury law firm, you can visit FVF.law. Hello, friends, and thanks for listening to Moon Tower Soccer. This week, we are out here at Live Oak Park at our annual New Year's Day meetup. We've got uh, some pickup soccer going on, folks watching Liverpool on a TV that Jeremiah lugged out here, and people just hanging out and enjoying themselves. My name is Landon Cottom, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Jeremiah Bentley. Hey, everybody, I'm Jeremiah Bentley, and I think we talked about this is a pretty unique experience to be out here in one, like being in the same place recording, which we haven't done <laughs> in, what, three and a half years or something now, probably? If you don't count drunkenly interviewing Mayor Adler. Yeah, I like to forget that interview ever happened. <laughs> like, I thought I was being really smart and informative and asking good questions, and I was not. Yeah, and it's a live environment, too. So we'll see how this turns out. Um, apologize for any background noise. We're excited to be able to do this, and we'll have some, we'll have some live features later on. Yeah, so we, we have not recorded in two weeks. So going all the way back to the Super Draft, we've got not, not a lot of news, but there's some stuff we haven't covered yet. Uh, before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to... The Crinolas over here to our right, running sound for us. And They're looking gonna, very fancy, too. Looking very fancy. <laughs> Jeremiah posted a picture of us wearing nice clothes and told people not to wear nice clothes. And as the rebels that the Crinolas are decided to look better than anybody else here. Uh, but they're going to be joining us on mic for Q&As if any of the audience here has any questions. Um, if not, maybe they'll just jump on and we'll have a chat with them. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's jump into the news, Jeremiah. Okay, so let's uh, start with like, Christmas. On Christmas Eve, we got smoke from Anthony Precourt, uh, and we got a player, a goalkeeper, uh, Stephen Cleveland from Seattle, correct? Correct. So let's talk about let's talk about what you know about him as a player first, and then we'll talk about everybody's reaction, including mine, to the announcement, which I think is probably different from yours. I, I don't know if it's so different. We'll see. Okay. But Stephen Cleveland is a good goalkeeper. <laughs> um, he was Stefan Fry's backup. Fry's been one of the best keepers in the league for many, many years now. And so there was a season, I think 2021, when Fry went down for most of the season with an injury. Cleveland stepped in, did a really good job as a starter for a really good Seattle team. And so having a guy like Cleveland on the team is we're, we're talking about like depth, quality. This is a really good pickup. I think when you add the MLSness to this, it makes it a kind of confusing move, right? Because we have three, three players on the senior roster. Damian Loss, I believe, still counts as a homegrown, and so he's he's essentially free for the salary budget. Counts as a supplemental spot, but having four players on the first team playing goalkeeper is a little strange, especially when there's only there's only one goal to go around. I believe we cannot play <laughs> yeah. we cannot play a two keeper formation. I mean, I guess the, you know, Austin doesn't give anything up for him. So I think to your point, like he's a good keeper. It's a free acquisition. You know, I think the reaction, a lot of it being like kind of confusing and a little bit negative was just like, we've got smoke and Austin has a hill of needs, including that are a lot, a lot higher, a lot greater than Austin has a keeper. Um, so I think people were disappointed that it wasn't a fullback or it wasn't a forward when it came out. Yeah. I, I think a thing that we need to remember is that they're not going to sign players in order of need. They're going to sign players. We talked about this when we signed Rodney Redes, right? It's like they didn't sign Rodney Redes as the first player because he was the most important player. Sorry, Stephanie. 
<laughs> wow, that's really that's uh, really aggressive for you to say that with but, Stephanie sitting right here. But yeah, but like, I understand that goalkeeper is not our position of most need right now. But that's the deal they got done that week, and so they announced it. And to think that they're going to announce moves in in order of most important to least important is silly. And so, I understand people want more meaningful moves than another goalkeeper. Um, but that's just how it's going to be. <laughs> well, I think is the official keeper of the uh, official records of like Anthony Precourt smoke tweets. I think this is probably the most inconsequential player. That is that true? I think so. Like who else? Who else? I'm. I, oh, guess, I, mean, I guess it depends. Okay, we got one for Alpha, uh, for uh, for Sophie Jafal. So I guess that would be inconsequential. Your, your, yeah. your, your definition may be different there. I would say just because of how good of a player Stephen Cleveland is that like. I think maybe that's where it's like weird in my mind is that like this is a really good player. People should be happy about this. But I feel like Stephen Cleveland is a good enough player to deserve smoke. But the fact that he's a backup goalkeeper well, that's is maybe one that, where yes. that doesn't quite. So I would say the worst player. That's what I was thinking. It's like maybe the least uh, total effect on the roster. But that, I think it's the next thing we should talk about. Like what what does this mean for the other three keepers who are, who are in town? Like what, what do you where do you see him sliding in, and do you see potential players on the move? I mean, in the way it stands now, he's instant number two in the depth chart. I know Loss has a lot of upside and a lot of, like, people have high hopes for him, and rightfully so, but Cleveland has proved it in MLS for a really good team, and so he's instant number two, but it's, yeah, there, there's no way they go forward with all four of these guys, and so Mike... Uh, I think it was you that found the dog post from the Bersanos, right? Uh, the Bersanos walking their dogs in Dallas, and it said, we're Dallas girls now. And so, hint there that maybe the Bersanos are already gone. Even with that, though, like, having the other three still on the roster still feels really weird to me. So, yeah, I think so. I think you're probably right, right? Bersano has to be the, the clear odd man out. Um, this is a question I've had, and I don't know. I mean, how... You know, Loss is still super young. Like, do you think that there's a world where he just sits on the bench for another two, what, probably two more years? That seems weird. That, and that waits would seem it out or goes on me. loan maybe? Yeah, so it's – I think the the options are to either deal him, loan him, or have him play for Austin FC 2 because you you don't carry two goalkeepers on the bench. Right. And so Cleveland is that guy now. Like, he's he's just going to be. And so if we have all three of those guys, I think it's either they, like, whatever their opinion of losses, they don't think he's ready for the big show yet, and they're going to keep him with Austin FC 2 all next year, or they have plans to loan him or do something else with him. Do you think that uh, that, that deal's already made? Or whatever, that decision has to be already made, right? At the point Maybe where they decided not. to bring I mean, in Cleveland? I, I, it's, I mean, the decision is probably made. Whether that decision is to move him or to keep him on the second team, I'm sure that's already made, like, what they want to do. But I don't, I don't know which is most likely at this point. I just don't know how they're viewing Damian Loss's future at the moment. Um, do you think there's any possibility that they're planning to move Brad Stuver? That seems like the least likely That seems the least likely of, the, of all the options. And I think, I mean, I th- it seems like Loss has a lot of upside value. Like, I feel like you could probably get a lot for him. 
I don't know. What do you what do you feel like you can? What is a Brad Stuver worth on the open market? He seems like a kind of player that's worth more probably to Austin than than to yeah. somebody else. Yeah, and not just for age, sentimental values and, either, yeah. for like hard number reasons as well. That yeah, his age, and then also just the fact that MLS is a salary cap league. You don't want to spend a ton of money on a goalkeeper. It's just bad business to do that, and so. Yeah, I, I don't know that it would make sense for an MLS team to pay the money that it would be worth for Austin to let him go. And so that seems very unlikely to me. But keeping all three of them seems stupid to me. So I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I think the loan is the thing I would like to see the most for loss. Loan to go out some to go somewhere to play. It's against a club that's better than what he's going to play against. And, MLS Next Pro, because obviously being like keeper of the year, he's proven himself in this league. Like to, to see him go somewhere else and get some minutes and really Austin to get a better sense of like what he is as a player and a keeper, I think would be would be my preferred outcome for him there. And yeah. feel feel comfortable with the other two being here in Austin. Yeah, Adrian Healy talked me into wanting to keep Loss as the number two. Now that that's clearly not the plan, uh, I think alone would be my my optimal outcome from this as well. All right, let's go on to Danny Pereira news. So he gets his own, he gets his visa. Uh, I think that was last week. Yeah, that's right. So good for him, good for his national team career. Um, this means he can be a full international. I guess he's probably going to be, maybe like Austin's first real deal full international. Uh, I mean, I mean, depending upon if Julio's. you count Bison and yeah. Julio, but okay. I mean, I think Danny has the the chance to become like the first one that's going to be playing for a team that's Venezuela is not the biggest team in South America. They're going to be playing in big tournaments, chances to go to world cup, things like that. Danny's probably going to be the first one to have a chance to do that kind of thing, which is very cool. Um, what do we think this means for his future at Austin FC? Does it affect that at all? Cause I think it might. Oh, I think it does. I mean, I think it opens the, the number of places that he can go to from Austin FC up. Right. And cause yeah. he's, it's not not only MLS now at this point. It's effectively the world where he can go play. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, he probably could have done that before, but this makes it easier, right? Like, it, it makes it less complicated. And then within MLS, I think it increases his value because he, well, he would probably still take an international spot, but is maybe closer to that. I don't, I don't know how green card stuff works and international roster spots but i kind of think he would still he would still take up an international spot um but the fact that he's might be getting shots with, with venezuela national team i think this does increase his value domestically as well uh i what so i've been kind of checked out of internet land for the last week what are the latest rumors on danny's future i mean well effectively he's gonna go to I mean, the rumors are every team in MLS seems to be a candidate for him at some point. He's going to go somewhere. He doesn't know if he's coming back. You don't, I guess not LAFC now, if LAFC was really ever the leading candidate. But, yeah, I would say that there's been no more progress other than different teams named. It's very much like this silly season rumor land, including – I think there's – I don't know if we'll get into this. There's, like, some even, like, incoming rumors where it's, like, somebody said Austin would be a team that should sign this international player, and all of a sudden it's, like, Austin connected to international players. So, yeah, it's a bit – it's no no more news than it was before. Yeah. So uh, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I think like in the next few weeks, probably, we've we talked a few shows back about how people shouldn't really expect much in December. 
and January is when it's really going to start kicking off. Well, it's January now. And so I think in the next two weeks, there are going to be more announcements, whether it has to do with sending people out or bringing other people in. Like It should start to spice up a little bit, including maybe something about Danny Pereira. Yeah, in the last two seasons that Austin's brought, I think in 2022, Austin brought four players in in January and early February, and then in 2023, there were five players. So yeah, there's, there's, a, I mean, there's a bunch of holes to fill in the roster, and there's a bunch of moves to be made uh, in both ways. And I think you're right. I think starting probably this week and next week is when we'll start seeing those come to pass. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Reports about Johan Romagna going back out on loan. <laughs> there are reports from Paraguay saying he's staying at Olympia. There's reports from Argentina saying he's going to be on loan at San Lorenzo in Argentina. I don't know which of these is mm, true or if any of them are true, but I'm happy to see that there are reports that he's not coming back to Austin. <laughs> I think regardless of what's going to happen, this seems like good news to me. Yeah, I think it's good that somebody – I mean, it would be good that if Olympia wants him back because they've had experience with him. Um, I still I've you know, never really felt like it was super believable that Romagna would come back to Austin, particularly given when Josh Wolf is the coach and sort of they're falling out um, and, and those kinds of things. Uh but that still does leave. I mean, Austin still needs another center back at yeah. some point, right? There's, he was a really expensive fourth option at center back, but he was like a pretty decent fourth center back. Was you now with Keller being gone, and you've just got Hedges, Vicen, and and uh, Cascante. Like there, there needs to be somebody else coming in. Moon Tower Soccer is brought to you by our friends at FEF Law, the official injury lawyers of Austin FC. FEF is a different kind of personal injury law firm dedicated to community, transparency, and client education. You can go to FEF.law to find out what makes FEF a different kind of injury law firm and why understanding your legal options can dramatically change the outcome of a case. Once again, that's FEF.law. Amplify Credit Union is a member-owned financial cooperative that's served the needs of Central Texans for over five decades. Amplify's team lives and works in the community, making them the experts on how members can achieve their financial goals. What makes Amplify different? No bank fees. Amplify is the first financial institution in Texas to put an end to bank fees. In 2022, Americans paid almost $8 billion in overdraft fees alone. Millennials pay an average of $336 a year in bank fees, which, look y'all, it's time for Christmas. So you put a lot, you get get a loved one something you something that they want and something they will appreciate more than like paying some awful bank bank fees. You pay none of those with Amplify Credit Union. Amplify membership is open to any Texas resident. Learn to trust your bank again at Amplify Credit Union. To learn more, go to www.goamplify.com slash moontower. Our premier sponsor, McGuire Woods Consulting, helps companies and nonprofits navigate the political process at the Texas Capitol, at the city and national level. And I told Landon this before, and I don't want it to be weird, but I heard some like McGuire Woods people talking about lobby strategy, um, sitting outside drinking a beer on Saturday. They seem really serious about it, like they wanted to help their clients. So good for those guys. With offices across the country and in 10 MLS cities, including Austin, Houston, and Dallas, McGuire Woods Consulting is solidly Verde and Black. Learn more about our friends at McGuire Woods Consulting at mwcllc.com. Yeah, we we thought we had our fourth option at center back in the Super Draft a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And we Your spent... Guy. <laughs> the Super Draft was... I, I think I tweeted something along the lines of, if it weren't so funny, I think I might cry <laughs> because of how <laughs> we, we spent 
I don't know how much time on Y Scout watching these top few draft picks. We spent most of a show talking about these guys. After the pick, I spent an hour telling people on the internet how smart you were. Not how smart I was, but yeah, saying, yeah, but saying that you should be like you should be happy about this. Like this guy's a good fit for this team as far as draft picks goes. And then an hour later, he gets traded to the Colorado Rapids for two hundred fifty thousand dollars in GAM. I said on that show that Austin needs to get value out of this draft. They did that, uh, but they sent us on they sent us on a roller coaster ride in the in the interim there. Yeah, it was it was a real journey. That was yeah. What is it about an hour that, that he was in town? I think so. So it's I guess more so uh, more of a career than Kamal Miller and Joe Corona at this point <laughs> yeah. in Austin. I, do you think do you think Nate Jones knew that they were going to trade him? Like, did he think he was moving to Austin for an hour? I bet he did. Do you think? I mean, they talk to these guys and like they like. They know a lot of them know who's going to pick them beforehand and things like that. So maybe they told him, but the way that, it, like, but they weren't simultaneous moves, right? right. I mean, what they and, didn't happen at the exact same time. And so I, I like think there was, there was a, a quote from Colorado saying that like we kind of wanted this guy, and when Austin took him, we asked how we could get him. So I think there was, I think Austin picked him with the intention of keeping him, and then Colorado said, "Here's some money. I know you need money," and they took it. So if you were given the choice of Nate, Go- Nate Jones or 250000 a gam, what do you take? I mean, I think the odds say that the two hundred and fifty k is a good decision. There's always a chance that, that Nate Jones becomes the next Walker Zimmerman. If in that case, like, it's a bad deal. He becomes even Kamal Miller. That's a bad deal. But if the more likely scenario, what happens to a lot of draft picks is he becomes Kip Keller. Right. We th- oh, yeah, we thought Kip Keller was going to become Walker Zimmerman at one point. Yeah. And that did not happen. And so if he becomes Kip Keller, 250K is excellent business. So I, it, it could, like, Austin FC could come out looking silly for this, but I think statistically speaking, they will not. Yeah, and we did get one player, Brian Farkaloon, I think. Does it sound right? I don't yeah, know. Far- Farkerlin, I think. Is, we didn't I get found a video of him saying one, it. I found a video of him saying okay. it, but he said it. I still am not quite sure. <laughs> so he's from uh, Liberia, uh, was most recently at uh, UT RGV, was an all-whack first-team player. Um, There's a really cool video of him and his family like celebrating and crying yeah. whenever he got accepted or got announced as a pick, which I thought was cool. Um, but I, I think we can expect a uh, solid... Austin FC2 contribution from him and not much more than that. Yeah, for a, a second-round pick, that's what you're going to expect at this point. I think that's going to be more and more what the Super Draft becomes is a mechanism to fill out your second team. Uh, watching, I couldn't find like proper film on him, but there is a pretty, um, a pretty long highlight video of him from games at UTRGV, and then he was at... Uh, Houston Christian, Houston Christian yeah. yeah, before for three years, and he he's a lot of fun to watch, man. He he's like the player that I thought Hader Obrian was as far as style goes. Super fast, super like tricky dribbler. Uh, this is all against like smaller college teams, and so who knows how well that stacks up. But I think at the very least, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch in MLS Next Pro. Let's talk about MLS Next Pro. We had. 
I think one player for sure move out, being David Rodriguez. Yeah, he, uh, he's going back to uh, Atlético de San Luis, which is where he was on loan from. And so they announced that he's officially going back. Um, he was always one of the ones that we thought could maybe make that jump. But the fact that he was on loan means there's going to be a transfer fee involved if they did want to bring him back, which you don't really want to get in the business of paying transfer fees for a supplemental roster spot, guys. So it seemed unlikely. So uh, I, I wish he would have maybe gotten a chance with the first team, but I also understand why he's not and this kind of seemed like the more likely thing to happen all the time yeah and he will be i guess it's just because this is the syndrome with like everybody you know he's or he's our for hunter first are you cold landon i'm very cold you're shivering I'm yeah. a, while, while you're <laughs> talking at this point i'm gonna put my jacket on <laughs> yeah you know, he's part of our first uh first mls next pro squad uh you know it's a team that won a championship i think it's a team in this season where the first team did not bring a lot of joy to austin fc fans i think just the environment um, and all the players in, in the club that came out to St. David's for Parma Field at St. David's Performance Center really brought a lot of joy. And so I think people are like super attached to him, but they'll be, they will probably be sad to see him go, but we'll probably forget about him too in a couple of years <laughs> when, the next, when the next group of players comes through. And we also got, so Sebastian Pino, we think maybe is going to be move up to the first team. Well, I mean, th- there's some Twitter reports saying that he's going to be in preseason oh, with the first be a team. camp, right? Or like, like a trialist, maybe? That's or, not yeah. surprising, right? Yeah. We kind of expected that to be the case. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of the guys still on contract with the second team who will go to preseason with the first team. So it's not surprising, but it, I mean, it would be really good for Austin FC if Pino could like take a big step up and be that like that third striker slot. And so talking about like bringing in these like mid-salary free agents or something like that and then maybe going after a big striker in the summer if you can fill that spot with someone like pino a supplemental super spot cheap, super yeah. cheap like pino if he can make that leap that's great but i don't think we should put too many eggs in that basket just because it's it's a big jump mls next pro to mls is a really big jump and so he was good in that league but i don't think we should expect him to be a real game changer in MLS just one year later. But I think for, for Austin to be one of the leading clubs in the league, like this is the kind of like these are the kind of moves that are gonna have to pan out at some point. Yeah. Because like Austin keeps like sort of rolling a dice on these like maybe it'll work out, maybe it won't kind of deals. And so far it's pretty much been no, they haven't worked out. It's like being able to hit on a guy like Pino but Stuver was a little bit like that early on, you know, John yeah. Gallagher is too. Like there's a couple of them, but for the most part, like Austin has not created a lot of value out of their roster. So you just like hope hopefully it, you know, if Roto knows what he's doing and this will pay off and this will be a chance to like create some value and reallocate some resources in other places. Yeah, you make a good point about like the kind of moves that need to happen in this offseason. It's, it's going to be like kind of those mid-tier like kind of dice roll guys that they need to do well on in this window. I don't think they can turn the roster around enough to like be real contenders this season but if they play their cards smartly they can be a much better team this right. year than they were last year with uh, like guys like obreon if they can make a few more moves like that if you turn rodney Redis into obreon you turn maxi ruti into someone who actually scores goals if you turn like the guys going out into productive pieces decent, they even have to be world yeah changers. decent yep. contributors then that makes this team a lot better 
Moon Tower Soccer is brought to you by Covert Ford. The Coverts have been meeting the needs of local car buyers for 114 years because of their service, financial expertise, and support after the sale. In addition to supporting car buyers, Covert's an important part of the soccer community and the official automotive partner of Austin FC. This week, we want to talk to you about a Ford F-150 XLT. You can get it for 2.9% APR for 72 months, plus no payment for 90 days. This is stock number 2231529. Advertised price is 44648 with MSRP, dealer discounts, and rebates. You can get this again for 2.9% APR for 72 months and no payment for 90 days. See the dealer and website for complete details. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, be sure to check out covertford.com. Moon Tower Soccer is brought to you by Sage Wilson Realty. The team is made up of awesome experts who are client-focused and have over 30 years of combined real estate experience. If you or someone you know are in need of Sage Real Estate Advice in Austin, talk to our friends at Sage Wilson Realty. Be sure to check them out online at sagewilson.com. So we are going to get Mike and Steph to jump on mic with us, and we're going to take maybe one or two listener questions. (laughs) You got a question. Be brave. Be brave and ask a question. Okay, we've got a few people coming up. To ask a question, please say your name into the microphone and tell us your question. Hi, my name's Chris Wellhausen. I've never heard of this show, but was walking <laughs> by. Just walking by. And thought I would ask. So I guess my question is, what's this show about? Or <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, my question is, if you could sell one player this off season and guarantee we keep one for this season, who would it be? Or who would each be? I'm going to ask a nerdy, boring question in return. I'd expect nothing less. <laughs> are, is, are we, we're assuming that we're getting the amount of money that I think this player is worth? I think based on this team's history, you should not assume that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think selling, I mean, like, Danny is a guy that he's probably, like, peak value at the moment. You want to sell him. I don't, don't we're going to sell him at some point. This show sucks. <laughs> this is a horrible. I'm just kidding. So um, you would sell Danny? I think he's like max value right now. A, a guy like Owen, I think Owen will be worth money one day. I don't think he is right now. So I who think would you keep? Keep. Like you could protect one player well, this season. Luckily, nobody wants any of our players. So uh, my answer is Danny for both of them. I was like, oh, this guy's crazy. What about you, Jeremiah? Look, I will. I will assume that somewhere in this world, somebody sees some value in Alex Ring, and that there's that would open up a lot of roster flexibility. I don't know that that is like true, but uh, I think that's like a position where we have a little bit of extra depth, and we know he's making a lot of money, and that would free up a lot of space. That would be my sell, my keep. I mean, it's always going to be Sebastian Drusi. I mean, yeah. I, I do not want him to go to where, what was the rumor Leeds or wherever. Like, yeah, he doesn't need to go back to the Premier League. Like, we need to keep him around because that's that's the central building block of this team. I can live with that answer. Thank you. Uh, from the Swoon Tower contingent, I would want to sell... Gosh. Jossie. And keep... Gosh. 
I'm torn. Uh, I want to keep John Gallagher. Mike's winning so far. (laughs) There are right and wrong answers to this. Great. Um, I am going to sell... I got, I, I, Kip is like the only person and he's already gone. So like, I'm going to double sell <laughs> Kippy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> listen, I'm the only one who like, my predictions are coming true. They pretend this uh, came out two months ago. Uh, sell Kippy and keep Julio for fashion for both answers. A pick for, a pick for the people. <laughs> After we sold Tarek, we really lost a lot of Instagram ability. So I'm all for that one. Thank you. Good luck with your show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, who's got the next question? This one's for the Soon Tower uh, folks here. Uh, we have a core of four goalkeepers at the moment uh, Matt Bersano, Brad Stuver, uh, Damian Loss, and then our incoming signing, Stephen Cleveland. Uh, and we just want to know if you had to pick and rank smiles and hair out of those four, who would be the top? for smiles and hair out of our current four goalkeepers. Like the most hair or? Every question has a qualifier. So yeah, far. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just, just hair, however you want to take that. Brad Stuver, uh, number one. Uh, I assume we're wrapping these together, hair and smile. So like the average. We could do a one. hair bracket and a smile bracket. Okay, great. I'm going to go with Brad. Uh, Matt Persano, number two. Interesting. Uh, Damian okay. Loss, number three, and Stephen Cleveland, number four. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, I really like Matt Bersano's hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will go hair first. Uh, to me, it is Brad Stuver, and then Damian, and then Matt, and then Stefan. Uh, smile is uh, Brad Stuver, Damian Loss, <laughs> Stephen Cleveland, oh. Matt Bersano. Okay. A lot of nuance there. I know. I, I'm. I don't have anything to add beyond that. You can, <laughs> I know my area of expertise. <laughs> Thank y'all very much, guys. Great question. Great question. Next audience question. Oh no! Oh, uh, there's a <laughs> large man uh, who is approaching the microphone. There's a, there's, there's a character on the show. The, uh, say, one, say your name. Uh, my name is Jackson Bentley, son of Jeremiah Bentley. I have a question for him personally. <laughs> Who is your favorite human son, not including the dogs? <laughs> Great question. Wait, Jackson Bentley, whose other brother is Luke Bentley, who yeah. doesn't listen to the yeah. show and doesn't know any of these yeah. people? Well, yeah. obviously it's you, sweetie. <laughs> All day. Your thank mom you, no. and your brother don't listen to the show, so like this yeah. is pretty easy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you're, you. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, next question. Great question. Next question. Good afternoon. Um, Timothy English Flack here. Nice to talk with y'all. Um, my question is about Jean Colmenich. So he has an upcoming expiring contract, I believe, summer of 2024. What are y'all's thoughts on whether or not we'll renew him and also over under on assists for the season? I'm going to leave it to y'all to establish a bar. I want I want a group fact check. Is it is he actually out of contract in the summer? I'm pretty sure I saw July 2024. Oh my God. So I'm concerned because that's one of our most that handsome be, boys yeah. and I, concerned. <laughs> We're, we could all be concerned for many reasons yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, this changes the depth chart a lot if that's true. 
also the handsome boy's depth chart. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's in, I haven't. I did not even think to look if we had any summer expiring contracts. If that's right, either way, like going into the season with John Kolmanich as the only option at left back scares me a little bit. I would really like to see them bring in uh, someone to either definitely start over him or at the very least compete for a starting spot with him. I think he's got like some really good tools, but he's not a complete player and uh, he, he's going to need to like take a step up from uh, when was the last time he played 20 after his ACL, which I think was like early on last season, early 22, right? Yeah. Um, or it's early 23. Yeah. Early, 23. early 23. But yeah. So, through 2024. Okay, okay fact cool. checking over here. <laughs> That's facts. Wow. You can't lose his pants. Yeah, uh, there's there's a real concern that I have for the tight jeans market in Austin uh, <laughs> if he leaves in the summer. So, hey, this is Landon popping in with some fact checking during editing. Uh, transfer March does say that Jean Colmenich's contract ends in June of this year, but if you look back at the Austin FC press release when uh, they exercised his transfer option, it does say that his contract has been extended through 2024. So he is under contract for the entirety of this of this season. Wait, what was the second part? Over, under, on assists? Over, under, on assists, and y'all can establish a line. What do y'all think on that? Mike, you want to set us a line? Yeah, uh, let's set the line at four and a half. I'll go under it, because I was going to say four, and I feel like it's less than four and a half. I'm not really good at math. Um, so, so I'm going under. I'm assuming with that line that he plays like through June. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna take the hopeful under also, hoping the hopeful part being that we bring in someone else who's the starter, and he's not playing enough to get four assists. Now, one thing I'll say about him that to kind of go back to the earlier point we were having before we started taking questions about how Austin is like had these kind of risky picks and they need some players to pan out who have not made a ton of money. Like he's one that. If he comes back healthy and it was the player who was at before, like he's a really good value. And there's yeah. not a lot of players in this Austin roster that are really good values. So hopefully we'll get to see the old John Kulmanich, um in 2024. Great Over. question. Over. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Great question. Thank you so much. Thanks, uh, next question from the audience. Oh, uh, we have a question here in the for, front for, uh, for the audience, right? From from Bo. Uh, this this audience member's name is Bo. Uh, yes, Bo. What is your question? Oh, what a great question, y'all. Uh, what do you think? I'll pass it to you first, Jeremiah. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, Mike. <laughs> Absolutely, Bo. That is the kind of insight that you don't get everywhere. Clearly, we have the smartest dog listeners. In addition I, to the uh, human listeners, but Landon may have a different take. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that that's allowed on a soccer field, much less legal in Texas. <laughs> but it would be a lot of fun to see. So I, I hope you're right, Bo. Over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to take the under on that one, Bo. Thank you so much for your question. It was great. Uh, that was Beauregard Stuver the uh, Third coming straight to us from art class. So uh, thank you again, Bo, uh, for your great question. 
I know it's hard to uh, to top that one, but if anyone else has any questions, otherwise we could probably wrap this up and get warm, right? Oh, we yeah. do have one more. Oh, yeah, one more. Elise always has the best questions. From Elise, attached to Bo. Right, yes, and yes. who else has really good questions? Um, my question for you is we had Sebastian Dryusi have an MP MVP season. We've had Gallagher have an MVP season. What player is going to surprise us with an MVP season? Great question. Ooh. Yeah, that's a tough question. <laughs> right it's, now, who's, who's going to surprise it's us? Not, it's not a tough question in the way we would want it to be, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, not that we have too many candidates. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there are not a lot. Steph. Owen Wolf. Owen Wolf. That's a good shout, honestly. I mean, he has one. Of, he's, he's got the potential to develop like not a lot do. Mike, do you have a different one? Uh, <laughs> no. <I> mean, <laughs> so here's the deal, right? We we can't even field a team yet. Uh, and so I am going with the field. Yeah, that's not a bad answer. Uh, I'm going with an unnamed player that we have yet to sign. Whatever striker we bring in that hopefully scores a lot of goals since Austin has never had anybody do that, that would be a great person to have as our MVP. If it comes from a winger, that's fine too. Uh, you know, I'm not picky on the Forward. position. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Owen Wolf is not a bad shout. He's not going to win league MVP, but... I think he is like poised to make a really big leap forward. So yeah, I'm serious and starting fights. I, <laughs> I contain multitudes. <laughs> All at the same time. Wait, do I have to answer? Everybody's looking at me. Yeah. Oh no. Um. Gosh, I'm gonna go with Danny. Let me go. I feel yeah, like it's, it's the same. I feel like Danny. Danny, he grew up a little bit as a player, sort of like live up to his full potential, and maybe we get something out of him we didn't before. I would love it to be Emiliano Ragoni, but I've sort of given that up. What if Danny does it for a different team? Ooh. Well, that would break my heart. <laughs> Landon, before we get into that, what is your answer for the question? Did I not answer it? He, you no. just said you, Owen I, was I a good answer. answer. You yeah. just said, like, yes. Um, you said it was hard for the wrong reason. I, I don't think anybody's going to win MVP of the league, but if we're talking like a Gallagher-esque season, I think Owen's a really good shout. I think... Driussi could do it again if we can bring in another creator to help him. But if we kind of stick with what the game plan was last year and the output from creative players we got last year, ain't nobody winning anything. <laughs> I also think, though, if we get strong center backs, then Brad is due for for some recognition, yeah. like some league-wide recognition. But I think that has a lot to do with who's in front of him. <laughs> That's a, yeah, because he, he was still... He still had a pretty good season yeah, last year, right? Yeah. But he's never going to win any awards when we're giving up that many goals. Right. Yeah. So I will paraphrase Matt Arnold's question, which is like, are we really going to go into a third season with Julio Cascante as a starting center back in Austin? I see no reason to believe otherwise. It's not my choice, but given like the way Josh Wolf likes to play and the fact that he's clearly going to be the coach the rest of this year, like I think, I think Julio's one of the guys. Yeah, he's one of the best center backs in the league, uh, <laughs> as long as you're looking at offensive stats only. Uh, and and he's so handsome. <laughs> Josh Wolf loves going forward, and so uh, I I do I know like a lot of people are still down on Matt Hedges. Uh, financially, I don't like the Matt Hedges deal that much, but as a player, I think Matt Hedges is still a good option. We didn't see his as a best. Name, Matt was... Arnold also likes that too. Speaking for him. <laughs> um, but I think Hedges can still be a really good center back in this league. And given an off season, given some time to get fit, I think he could be a good addition. And if if Julio has a bad stretch, like there's an option to bench him for now. 
in having three real center backs. First time ever. Let's go. Options. <laughs> in one position. Yeah. I guess, well, I guess two. I guess like I sort of say, we have four goalkeepers. We have so many goalkeepers. <laughs> Just not a lot of. What well, more do you need? For Wingers FC, there are not a lot of wingers on this team. <laughs> All right. Any others before we wrap up? Yeah. Okay, so FC2 is coming off of their championship season. Absolutely amazing. What do y'all expect from them this year? Great question. I have no clue what to expect from this team because I think there's going to be a lot of new players on this team. If Damian Loss, like, we don't know who the goalkeeper is going to be. Damian Loss may or may not be there. The backup keeper... Uh, Spencer Sanderson is probably, I think he's going, what school I think is he's he going, going to college. Virginia, yeah. so he's going to college somewhere. So that's going to be different. Uh, a lot of the guys are going to be out of contract and moving on. Maybe some of them get promoted. So it's going to be a completely different team. I'm hoping they can replicate the success, but I have no idea what to expect from this team. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the model is like a model that's sustainable and it wasn't just a weird, just like a fluke year last year. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we will find out for sure. I think the last I, question is a huge one. And then the center backs, right? Um, Matsaferro. Matsaferro should be back. Keller's gone, though. Yeah, Keller's gone. Uh, Hafferty Joe could. Hafferty might be back, so maybe he's the center back option. One thing I do expect to see is more young players, which Mallory is who asked this question. She's a big Michael Burton fan. <laughs> I think we're going to see a lot more Michael Burton probably. Uh, whenever Burrell took over we did start seeing more young players kind of pushed into that team. So a player that I'm really looking forward to taking a step up is Irvin Torres. He played some minutes as a 15-year-old last year and did, didn't, didn't make huge waves, but didn't look out of place either. He was not a weak link in the team, so I think he has a chance to take a big step. And I'm going to be interested to see if Burrell kind of pushes the team to go in a younger direction and bring up more academy players into the team. I think the one thing we know we can expect is immaculate vibes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's such a fun environment, right? Yeah. I mean, just going out to, to, to Palmer Field and, like, getting to be a part of the action. And, like, the fans are great. Like, the team is super connected to the, to the people who are there. Like, it's a, it's a good time. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> this is going to sound backwards, but I would, I would almost prefer to see a less successful team with younger players. Uh, using Next Pro as that step up in quality for our academy. And I think to Landon's point, like that's seems like it's been Burrell's plan since he got here. And so And that's what that team is for, right? Right. Like the championship was fun, but it it doesn't really mean anything for the first team yeah. if we're not moving players up. Yeah, I'd rather us bad news bear style hijinks out there, you know. <laughs> see what happens with it because we know that the fans in the stands are going to be there anyway so all right anybody else a follow-up question okay okay um so with all of the uncertainty is there anyone that you're really hoping to keep this year with austin fc2 um anthony dayanda oh i love watching he's one of the young guys that like if anthony can can like take a step forward uh, check Torre if he doesn't move up to the first team. He's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, like but now Bo that he can I defend. I because he's like a, he's a national team player and he's is, he's is a Bobo solid back? player. Does anybody know his contract off the top of their head? Ah, uh, yes, the highly published MLS <laughs> Next Pro <laughs> contract status. I want to say Bobo is maybe on loan, so he might be gone. 
I don't I don't know this off the top of my head, but he's training wherever he is. He's training right now. His Insta his Insta is full of uh, tech foot like highlights. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll go with Mike and say Anthony, though. I would I would love to see him steal it, like take that starting spot for himself next year. Great question. Thank so, you. Yeah, so great question. question. Thank you all so much. <laughs> I'm going to be your dumb person on these. Um, what is the next player that you were going to hope to interview? Oh, The next question. player that we hope to interview? Mm-hmm. Well, we've got to ask out, so I think we can say that. Yeah, we'll put pressure on him. Yeah, exactly. Cam, <laughs> yeah. Ryan, if you're listening to this, let us have Ethan Finley. That's Oh yes. He was okay. he was the next he has been the next guy on our list for a little while and we kinda didn't get to him during the year, but uh but we would love to have him on sort of leading into next season. And obviously we would like to have uh Brad Stuver back for the fourth annual like interview right before the season starts. Yeah. Backup goalkeeper Brad Stuver. Backup goalkeeper <laughs> Brad Stuver, yeah. No. The- <laughs> This is this is not a Damian Lost joke. This is a joke about him being our first no, player. No, I our know. First but with Stephen Cleveland, there's there's potential for competition at the spot this year. That's good. Though. Might be a source it's of good. good. I just it's good. I, you know, I'm just you know. I I meant it as a joke of us getting him as our first player. I'm not trying to start controversy here. Um, I have a follow up. Who is? I won't ask you to name the worst guest you've ever had but <laughs> on slack i guess since that's your i don't know i guess that's how you would get the like immediate reaction who is the most controversial guest the most controversial if we had controversial guests we're, we're gonna go like modern era as well because I think there are probably a lot of controversy in the early days oh i'll tell you the most controversial person we've ever interviewed was for sure Although it wasn't on this show, but uh, we, we went back and listened to the old uh, Austin Anthem shows, and uh, we used to have Alexi Lawless doing the opening, <laughs> like Dear Dear Grackles put the queso down and listen to the Austin Anthem podcast. I think about now, like the reaction if we had Alexi on and what that <laughs> might be like. I think would be would be would be like ready made. And for a long time, I like bragged about him as being like the most famous person in my phone. And at some point, I'm like, I don't. Maybe that's not like a, <laughs> it's not a point that I want to celebrate anymore. Great answer. Yeah, I think for for Swoon Tower, it's probably Roy Kent. Uh, he just such a diva on the show. <laughs> oh my gosh, such a diva. If you work with Roy Kent, uh, you know this is Roy Kent the dog, not the yes, yes, fictional yes, soccer player. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a far stretch to have a fictional TV character on our podcast and not a dog. Yeah, come on. That one's obvious. Come on. All right, I think we can wrap it up Let's now. Do it. Uh, people, thanks so much for coming out. Uh, thank you to Jeremiah for doing a lot of the heavy lifting to this because I was out of pocket for so long. To Mike and Steph for joining us and also running audio here. To Richard for helping us out with beer. Uh, and then to all listeners at home who are not here, uh, thanks so much for all your support. This means a lot to us. Uh, this is so much fun to get to do, so much fun to come out here and kind of share this experience with all of you. And, uh, yeah, thank you. All and right, especially yeah. thank you to the people that are here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, we will be back. Normal, in one week. Normal schedule. Yes, next normal week. schedule back, next week. Back in studio. Uh, not outside in the cold, <laughs> and hopefully with some more news. Um, 
Maybe not, but maybe. We'll see. Until then, I'm Landon Cottom. I'm Jeremiah Bentley. I'm Steph Crignola. And I'm Mike Crignola. We'll catch you next time. When the one is around. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. When the one is around. Think for nothing, you never. La gente. Oh my god.